guys, welcome to Dance Matters Podcast, the place where we chat all things dance and the dance industry. We hope you are all keeping well during this crazy busy time at the end of the year. Isn't it great to see so many people having their dance concerts, which five months ago we thought would not have been possible. And wonderful to see our friends in Melbourne back in the dance studio. Nine long months of online training. You guys are absolute legends. Enjoy your time back in the studio. And now the concerts are up and running and dance studios are back in action. It is the perfect time to get in the running for our amazing giveaway. Our episodes are proudly brought to you by the fantastic Diva Dolly Australia. They have given us a wonderful Diva Dolly Prima Duffel Bag to give away. These bags are the best. They have so many compartments and fold up into a brilliant duffel bag. Make sure you get your entry in to win a free bag over on our Instagram page at Dance Matters Podcast. And now I think it's time to introduce our brilliant guest for today. Today's guest reluctantly pulled on his dancing shoes when he was seven years old, but from that first class, he never looked back. He won a string of national titles before heading into full-time dance training at Evanbow. He also completed a three-month scholarship training at Broadway Dance Centre. From there, he went on to perform professionally with the Dream Dance Company and Opera Australia. One of his career highlights was getting to join Hugh Jackman for his Australian tour. Here to talk all things dance is the magnificent Ben Zemmett. Hi, Ben. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Now, Ben, you've had a very successful dance career. Can you take us back to where it all began for you? So I started dancing when I was seven years old at a local studio um, in Smithfield, near my home. And I was there for 14 years. And then I progressed to move on to a dance studio in Hornsby, Industry Performing Arts. And I danced there for a year and a half whilst I was in year 11 and 12. And I also did dancing at my high school from year 7 to 12. They had a dance program at Westwood Sports. So yeah, I've been dancing for like 17 years now. (laughs) Which is crazy. And what styles did you first start with? I started with jazz, tap and ballet, so just like the three mains. And then as I was at the studio, they progressed to offer more classes as well. So then I started the contemporary, the lyrical, a bit of acro, some hip hop. And when you were growing up, did you do solos, troops, any of that? I started just doing classes and then I joined the troops. And then I started doing solos and duos as well with my sister, which was really nice. Oh, that's nice. Can you remember what your first solo was? My first solo was Michael Jackson. It was The Way You Make Me Feel and Beat It, a jazz solo by Stephen Perez, (laughs) actually. Nice. The first one's always memorable. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun. When you were young, did you always want to be a dancer or was there another passion you had? Because I started dancing at such a young age, I kind of really didn't know anything else but dance. So growing up and just dancing, you know, during school was just what I did. Obviously in high school was when I started realizing, okay, I want to dance, you know, so kind of kept pushing with that realm. And I've never, honestly, never thought about anything else. <laughs> when you graduated high school, did you go straight into Evanbow full-time at that point? Yes, I did. In high school, I always wanted to do Evanbow because I was always a fan of Sarah Bolter. But then around year 10, I kind of veered and was thinking maybe I want to do dance in like college. So do like, you know, a degree. And then as soon as I graduated here year 12, I was like, nah, I want Evanbow. <laughs> so why Evanbow over Brent Street over ED5? Contemporary's always been like a, my number 
number one, like, you know, major passion of mine. And I know Evan Bo offer really high quality um, training. Again, just following Sarah Bolter for years, knowing that she firsthand had like a studio that she taught and offered and, and things like that. I was like, how could I not, you know, go that way for myself? So full-time training at Evan Bo, what is that course like? The course is beyond incredible. They offer so many great quality teachers who come in, you know, come in and out and you have your regular teachers weekly and you also have kind of whatever's around at the time as well, you know, always evolving, growing. So they just, they offer so many great opportunities and also performance opportunities too. So whilst I was there, we were lucky enough to do City of Sydney, you know, the jazz and contemporary troops for that. So we got like an extra bit of stage time. And then we also do a mid-year showing. So they get three, three or so choreographers in and they split us into three groups. And you just work for two weeks with a certain choreographer to create a work. And then we have a mid-year showing of that work. And then we do our um, end-of-year graduation as well. So they offer really high-quality training across all genres and performance opportunities as well. What did you find the most challenging thing about full-time dance training? Personally, for me, it was traveling. (laughs) to get there. Um, I lived out west at the time. So I was traveling, it was about an hour and a half bit over on a train there and back. So my mornings were just not good. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you get through and if you want to do it, you do it, you know. But personally, that was the most challenging. And also working whilst doing full-time is a lot on the body because it's teaching as well. So it was just always on your feet, like, you know, early hours of the morning to like late at night and then traveling and it, it just escalates a lot so you've got to be really aware of that but yeah that was my most challenging part so was this dance teaching you were doing yes i was teaching not as much as i am at the moment but it was like kind of when i started teaching was during full time and did you do the one or two year course i did one and a half years but my second year was when they first offered the diploma, you could actually get the diploma because it used to be you could do two years if you wanted to and it would just be a cert. So you would just do the second year for more training and, you know, practice. But my second year was the first year that they started the diploma course. It was a whole separate thing that they were kind of experimenting with, what works, doesn't work, you know, all that kind of stuff. And for the diploma course, it's more a ballet contemporary, like yoga Pilates, like very like driven in that kind of creative side and that just wasn't for me exactly so mid-year of that I just decided to to stop doing that and kind of just focus on what it is I kind of wanted and needed but the cert 4 course I absolutely adored and even the diploma course is amazing it just personally was not for me so you finished full-time dance training what did you do then so I finished mid 2016 and from then I was a little bit stuck and confused you know due to like me thinking I didn't want to dance at that point I was like oh maybe I don't want to dance when really it was just I wanted a different kind of dance journey and I wasn't sure yet what that was so I was just teaching a lot at that point for like the next six months I didn't really dance too much at that point but at the end of that year so at the end of 2016 I auditioned for Opera Australia and I got it so that was my first contract which kind of led me to go oh okay great it exposed me to just like a different experience and different side of like working and what there is so I started with the Opera Australia at the end of 2016. What was that moment like for you when you've done all these years of training you thought you wanted to be a dancer and then suddenly you're not so sure anymore? Oh it was not nice (laughs) 
it was quite confronting because you don't know anything else. So you, you just go, 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 and you just keep doing what you're doing because that's just what you do. And then it was at that point where you're like, whoa, this is too much, or I'm not sure, or, you know, it's just a bit confusing. And, and again, like just confronting to not know, but also allowing you to just take that time and take that second and knowing that it's okay to go, oh, I'm not sure. Because there are so many different avenues that you could follow, kind of only knowing that one path for so long and then realizing you don't want that one, that's where it was a bit tricky, you know. But I just kind of allowed myself to go, well, take a second, breathe. And then the time off was the best thing I've ever done for my dance career. Now you said you got a contract with Opera Australia. How many productions have you done with them? That was my first one. And just recently I got my second contract with them, La Traviata, but that was at the beginning of this year. Unfortunately, that didn't go ahead. After our last rehearsal in the studios, we were meant to move to tech on that following Monday and Tech was on the stage on Sydney Harbour and that was when we got cut so it's a shame but that was my second contract. What's the experience like dancing for Opera Australia? It's incredible it's honestly incredible you get more of an insight to every aspect of a production that gets put on stage a lot of things you know if you're a dancer you go in you do your dance job and you're kind of done you know so you just kind of get the studio you get the stage and that's it with Opera Australia during the whole process of creating you're with the dancers in the studio and then at a certain point you then get to blend in with the singers and then the orchestra and then every aspect of behind the scenes all the production managers and and everything so you really get a nice like insight to every aspect and every part or job that goes into putting a production on stage it's really 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 amazing just to see and be kind of around the whole production opposed to one aspect of it. Now you also danced with the Dream Dance Company. What was that experience like? Oh, that was just amazing. I had the greatest time doing the Dream Dance because, again, I was just... I trained with Sarah Bolter, her being like one of my biggest inspirations since I was younger. And then she had a show, you know, during Dream and I was so fortunate enough to be a part of that. So that was just like, oh my God, I'm kind of where I want to be now. Like, wow, you know, it was like beyond amazing. And the creative process was incredible. The, the cast was amazing. Marco's amazing. That's a giving man. And then touring as well. First time like touring with a job, you know, around Australia and just enjoying that. Well, work hard, play hard kind of thing. It was just a really nice experience to, to dance in another uh, state, you know, on a, on a stage for a brand new audience and then enjoy each other's company in that state. Enjoy your surroundings and just the whole experience was just incredible. Have you ever headed overseas to pursue opportunities there? I have gone overseas to train and to kind of just expose myself to what's out there. I've been to America a handful of times and I've been to London a handful of times. I went to New York in end of 2015, early 2016 to train at Broadway Dance Center in New York City and that was just beyond my wildest dreams. I was freshly like 18, 19 at that point. I went over for three months and did this thing, you know, like so young and naive and I was just wowed by everything. Traveling, I think for artists is our like biggest inspiration. Constant change, new energy, new movement. Like I think it's crucial, you know, I think it is very, very, very important to 
expose yourself to the wider world. As a dancer, do you think there's enough professional opportunities in Australia or do you see yourself having to go overseas to find more? Yes and no. I believe we offer so much. There is so much here that we can do, again, across all avenues of dance, you know. So you've got the musical theatre, you know, where we were potentially would have like three or so shows kind of come in and out every few months. And then Marco's created, you know, the Dream Dance Company for a commercial aspect of a show and then there's things like Opera Australia and then you've got your contemporary dance companies around Australia. So it depends what you want to do. It's there. We are a lot smaller. Therefore, there is less kind of work, but there are still so many opportunities here. You just have to know where to turn to. So that's just doing your research for yourself. But I was meant to be moving to London in May this year which also got postponed, but I just felt that I fell in love with London and I just wanted to go and experience it because we're always going to be here and that's always going to be there, you know. So whenever you feel like it's the right time to go and, and try and see, then I say do it. But I believe that there are many opportunities here as well as a lot more overseas too, you know. So why the choice for London over New York or America? London and New York are very balanced for me and I would want to live in both, you know. London, I think the pro- process of like getting a visa Mm -hmm. and things like that is a lot more easier for Mm -hmm. us because you can do your um, two-year youth mobility visa and I don't want to say it's always guaranteed but it's most likely guaranteed for a two-year visa so I just think the process of the legal side of things is just a lot easier to get over there but then once you are in London you're closer to travel to New York so I think accessibility from London is is great but yeah I think they're both oh my god just to die for (laughs) You danced on the Hugh Jackman tour. How did you get involved in that? Oh my goodness, that. A friend of mine, Matthew Mizied, who owns Duty Studios in Newtown, he messaged me saying that his friend is coming, Hugh Jackman tour, they need dancers. And then she asked him for any dancers and he put me forward. So I was so fortunate to go to the audition. They had an audition process for Just Nails. And I was so lucky that he asked me to go and attend. So I went, we did like a five hour or six hour day like audition. And then they sent everyone home. And then they called three of us for a callback the next day. We went for another like six hours or so. Then they cut one of us and then it was just two of us left, which was really, really nice because he was a good mate of mine too. So we were kind of just like, it's me or you, you know, like it was just really nice to be in that kind of moment. And then that afternoon they sent us home and then I got the call literally before I pulled up at my house saying I got the job, come in tomorrow for a 10 a.m. rehearsal. And then the following day after that, we were in Kudos Bank Arena in Olympic Park and I was behind the scenes making notes like just it was a very quick process <laughs> actually it was so wild my like life just like turned like that <laughs> which is amazing does that often happen with jobs it's a really quick turnaround from booking it to suddenly learning the routines to performing them I think it's hit and miss in this case they were in need of dancers because they were a cast of eight and like they've had a couple of injuries along mm-hmm. the way so when they came here they were just like we need people like let's go you know yeah. other contracts you will get the dates of the shows when you audition so it's like be available you know it could be July this year and they're saying be available March the following year so give or take
take. It kind of, it can happen real quick, but you can also be fully prepared. So we talked to Jack, who was on that tour with Hugh Jackman, who said that Hugh is just the most lovely person ever. What was your experience like? He is everything you think he is, he is, which is, was so wonderful to see. He was so caring and he, he would always come in to our dressing rooms before the shows and be like, hey boys, like, how's it going? Like, Ben, how are you going learning the show? Like, do you need anything? Yada yada. Or, you know, he'll speak to another guy who was injured at the time being like, how's your injury going? What do you need? Do you need time off? Do we need to change this? So he knew everyone that he worked with across the board. He knew your name. He knew exactly who you were. He knew what was going on with you and what you needed and what you didn't need. He made sure that we were all the same people. That makes sense. You know, we're on the same page. No one's better. No one's higher than anyone. It was really, really great. Ben, if you have to break it down, what would be your greatest achievements in your career so far? I would definitely have to say the Hugh Jackman tour, purely because that was so quick to happen to me. And we don't get tours, auditions here, basically. You know, a lot of that's like LA or London, like, you know, or overseas is where like the tour auditions happen. So for a tour audition to even happen here was amazing. And then for me to get that job was like beyond, you know, so that would definitely be my highlight. And I got to tour Australia and New Zealand and mid tour, I was only meant to be contracted for six weeks. Mid tour, they offered me to do the three weeks in America as well for the end of the tour. So I was lucky enough to be able to do that. And we had a three week break. And on my three week break from New Zealand to America, I flew to London just because I could and there was time and it was a break, you know. So I just, my six week journey, you know, turned into three months of not being home, which is incredible. (laughs) What have been the biggest challenges you've faced? My biggest challenges definitely would be that time where I thought I didn't want to dance. Mm -hmm. Because that was very confronting, you know, not knowing, just the unknown. But also just researching and having an understanding of how to do our job, if that makes sense, you know. Because you go to a nine-to-five job, say, and you get everything behind you. You know, you've got all, like, you know, the soup is all sorted. You know, the tax is getting paid. Like, everything behind the scenes that we don't know about. Growing up in this industry, no idea. You just kind of have to grab it and go and ask and really understand and have the willpower to do it, to just know and to ask questions to educate yourself but no one's going to tell you everything you know you need to ask you need to find out things so just understanding how to be a dancer in regards to it being your actual job and career I think was a huge challenge to overcome and kind of understand what are the logistics of this and how do I do it (laughs) you know opposed to just doing the audition, getting the job, great, or not getting the job. But yeah, just knowing how to make dance your actual career. That's true, because you do lots of workshops in lots of different places. You're not just employed by one dance school. Do you set yourself up as a business yourself? Yes. So setting yourself up, you know, getting your own ABN and basically you being your business, which again was a thing I wasn't aware of until Mm -hmm. I started teaching. And, you know, it was like, oh, do you have an ABN? I was like, no, what's that? How do I do that? You know, so just learning, you know, you just got to be willing to know and understand and educate yourself and learn. But definitely setting yourself up as your own business. Who have been your greatest influences in your life? My greatest influences would be, one would be my sister, purely because she is the one who got me into dance and I would not be anywhere that I am now without her and in regards to like dance as well my friends my close friends that I'm surrounded by their dances and just having that understanding going how are you oh my god let's create you know because that constant bounce 
part of, of the energy that you're surrounded by really like gets me going, you know, in, in the best way. So just my closest friend groups. And in regards to dance, Sarah Bolter has always been <laughs> up on that pedestal for me, you know. Does always. your sister still dance? My sister doesn't dance anymore. She teaches, but she teaches at a primary school, but she has the degree to teach dance as okay. well. So she's teaching dance, but not dancing anymore. What is your favorite style to dance? My favorite style of dance is contemporary. What is your favorite style to choreograph? My favorite style to choreograph? I love choreographing contemporary and lyrical routines. What style do you find the hardest to dance? Oh, that's a great question. Most challenging style to dance would be probably the hip-hop genres, purely because I haven't trained much in the techniques or drills of, of hip-hop. Where do you get your inspiration for your choreography? Oh, that's great. Just my, again, my surroundings, so everyday surroundings. So just going for a walk even just kind of like enlightens me to want to create or traveling always new things you know foods <laughs> any anything that I just yeah can surround myself by that's new and exciting makes me want to just like go who are your favorite choreographers you've worked with there's a lot of choreographers who I've loved working with uh, across the board again I love working with just like close friends of mine but I guess I'm gonna throw out Sarah Bolter one more time there because she just yawned for me. now as a professional dancer what training do you do for training I jump into classes whenever I can and again that's just across any style so whatever's happening and whenever I can jump into a class making sure I go to the gym at least you know two to three times a week and running I just run quite a bit so just kind of keeping that and just also eat right along with that you know good training have you ever had any major injuries no actually I've been very lucky having no injuries I've had slight little things um, during full time something to do with my groin there's nothing major. And then just like uh, plantar fasciitis in my foot for a few weeks. But besides that, I've never had any broken bones, touchwood or anything like that. Do you do any injury prevention work? In regards to injury prevention work, again, just the keeping up my training. So making sure I'm going to class and keeping my body active and physical so that I don't say jump on a job and freeze up because I haven't moved in a while so just constantly keeping the body moving you know um Pilates is an amazing thing for injury prevention just making sure your alignment keeping your technique up what are your future goals and dreams well at the moment now it would be to move overseas because I didn't get that opportunity this year so I've pushed that in my future goals now (laughs) and just to experience what that is like because I've travelled and been there, but to live as a London citizen or UK citizen would be incredible. So that's kind of where I'm at in future-wise. What do you hope to do once you can't dance professionally? That's a great question that I don't think about often, and maybe I should, but I don't. (laughs) But I do enjoy directing movement and being on like the outside perspective, because I've started doing that a little bit recently in regards to creating a routine and the routine is done. And then I'm just there fixing, changing, tweaking, opposed to creating, which I'm really thoroughly enjoying. So just like directing movement or even just backstage stuff, you know, kind of getting into that world. What advice would you give to your 10-year-old self? Oh, wow. Keep going. Keep going. Just keep going. Understand and know what you want and go with it. Let that feeling be what it is for that moment and just keep going. Now, Ben, where can people get in contact with you for workshops, classes? On my Instagram, which is just my name, Ben. 
Jen Zamet, no space. I've got my email attached to my bio there. So that's a good um, contact if you want to email or just on my Facebook through um, Messenger. But emails is the best way, which is on my Instagram account. Great. Thank you so much for chatting with us today, Ben. Thank you. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Ben, so much for chatting with us. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Remember, you can find all of our previous episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Don't forget to enter the Diva Dolly giveaway for the Prima Duffel Bag, the perfect present for Christmas. Keep dreaming, keep dancing. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.